that's good to find gang gang. I'm probably going to make this one short, but I've noticed that um, when I make content, it's like there's nuances within the nuances, right? Um, and what's going to be so critically important and one, one of my guiding principles um, that I've been working on for maybe the last 30 days or so is at the end of the day, am I happy? right? Um, How can I turn this situation of 528 hertz and am I happy? And um, it's actually, so we're in December, like around right before my birthday, I just started to feel genuinely happy. Um, One of the, went from one of the darkest times in my life to one of the happiest feelings, and it's just kind of stayed with me since then, right? And I'm learning to tune in and, and dial into that. And so with all of these conversations, trying to be the best version of myself, the healthiest version, the prettiest version, the girl with the longest, healthiest hair, and the smoothest skin, and the smallest waist, and the biggest butt, and the perkiest breast, and the six-figure um bank account with the luxury car and the mansion overlooking the city with the bubble baths and traveling black women in luxury um there's all of those nuances right and it's like at the end of the day am i doing what's making me happy here's what i think is so critical and it's going to be my north star with this podcast and and I I kind of think I've been trying to figure out how to fit it in but I think I'm just going to make this podcast be that capsule right where we we address it the best way I can explain it when it comes to relationships is I have found that it's going to be so important that at the end of the day you know when I close out my charges and at the end of the podcast I say show up for yourself you know what makes you laugh what makes you cry and your dreams and aspirations and at the end of the day you have to do what makes you happy right and so when you start to get into these conversations where people can nip at your ego and nip at you for, you know, they're having their ego issues. And sometimes people get off on causing other people pain, right? And here you are, you have to learn to continue to show up to be the best version of yourself, self-critique, and still be able to know where to draw the line and not um, buy into other people. Um, trying to, to bash you, right? I think that's that's the best way I can explain it with these gender war stuff. So, um, this this uh, I'm watching one of my favorite YouTubers, and he's addressing another YouTube video that he saw. But there was this young man, and it's so funny to me too because I would consider myself like I've been around a block at this point. And I'm kind of fine-tuning some things and and having a better grasp of wisdom. But it's kind of like, are we really going to take advice from a a 20-year-old man? And he's just spewing out these these stats. And it's kind of, you can tell somebody hurt him. Like, I think we've all been hurt. But you can tell for him to be that young and to spew out that type of content you know, now you start to open your eyes and kind of take inventory of who's coming from where and where their heart is. So 
he's if I w- I would say this guy is maybe like 22, 23 years old, right? And he's like, oh, the reason that black women are single is because they are feminist and they don't value marriage, right? And um, there was another YouTube person. It was actually a black woman, a black woman. um, I didn't even bother to click on her video, but she said something along the lines of, if you are 30 and you're not married yet, something's wrong with you right? So you're hearing all of these voices and you can start to second guess yourself and start to feel some kind of way like, well, maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe I'm not. And so then you go down this rabbit hole that I've been. I've been that person that went down the rabbit hole. Maybe I need to be skinnier. Maybe I need to be um, more submissive. Maybe I need to um, not really talk about, you know, my academic endeavors or my professional background. Maybe I need to just be more domesticated and cook more for him when he comes over. Maybe I need to dress more of a certain way or way where my hair is a certain way, you know? And, and so, um, you, you start to hear those voices. Well, something's wrong with you if you're not married by 30. Why are you single without kids? That's because no one wants you. And then I feel so bad for women who, you know, I think that for the most part, we're, we're such lovers. We really are. We really do be falling in love. Like it's, it's man. And so we have these children, you know, we try the relationships over and over and we have the, the kids and we raise the kids the best way that we know how, right? Um, and so I think the best way that I can try to express to you to deal with this, right? Because I, in my last podcast, I was talking about, you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy. I feel, you guys, like, I've made some sacrifices. And I'm just waiting for a couple more things to drop. Like, my Tesla contract we're going to close that out. Once that close out, closes out, I will be making um, exactly what I was when I was working full-time and I'll be living just off of the interest. And because of the laws of compound interest, my money's going to go nowhere but up. So if I keep adding anything that comes on top of that, you know, all the other investments I have from the miners and the hyper funds and the other contracts and um, other investment tools that I have is I'm going to be sitting pretty, right? But um, when it comes to relationships, it's like I have to choose to be happy. So let me let me try to explain it because I was talking about how easy it is to to take care of the finances and even. Um, doing all of the things to come across and present, quote-unquote, more feminine, right? But let me see if I can, (laughs) guys, let me try to see if I can really articulate what I want you to take away from this. I think that it's going to be critical for us to choose to be happy no matter what. So, I was saying that we're lovers. We, We try the relationships. We get into relationships and, um... It's not for a lack of trying and it doesn't make me a bad person. And it doesn't mean that just because, you know, the unfortunate thing is 
for my, I think my last relationships, and it's sad. It's sad because when I think about the ex before the, this last one, it was sad because when I found out he cheated on me and I had written him a, a letter because I think it's one of the best things I ever did. I wrote him a letter and um, I shared my thoughts and feelings. And um, about a month later, he responded back and it was so heartbreaking because you could see the, the growth and the realization but it was like, it was too late. The damage was already done, right? And it's sad because I kind of like mourn that this happens to us all the time, right? You're you're growing as a person. You're figuring out what your values are. I'm growing as a person. I'm figuring out what my values are. And I'm learning how to set my boundaries and what it means to show love and to receive love, right? And so that the paths cross, right? And so it's like, you have to figure out at the end of the day, are you going to be happy at the end of the outcome? Does it mean that you know, you're dating and by the time you're 30, because somebody hasn't seen your value or you're not compatible, you're really not a good person? Is that what that really means? You know, one of the things like for me too, it's like I've started to notice like us divine feminines, us women, regardless, even if we're not divine feminine, I really think we're out there. We want to fall in love with the knight in shining armor, but our our um, our men are not really valuing marriage, especially in the in the black community. You can see the numbers, right? And so, some of them, and I've talked about this a little bit before, like, and I think that was kind of the situation with my exes because both of them were in that category where they're wealthy they one was a six-figure earner he was just on the cusp of going into making like into the million dollar threshold right and then the other one was like I already told you guys like I think what, what would that be like so two commas but it would be like let me see one two it was like eight figure earner right so um they're in a place where they're exercising their options. And so men, because, you know, they're going to, some people will will literally just try to come in and out of your life, right? Thankfully, I've never had to experience that. Um, To me, it's kind of like if you try to talk to me and then you're just out, then you're just out. Like it just, you know, but some people end up getting caught up in the smash and dashers, um, pump and dump type of a thing but then you have the type of men who um, they're kind of like relationship skirt chasers, skirt chasers so they will be with you for the three months or the six months or like in the case of my ex he will continue to stay in my life for the three and a half years and and you will go through trying to figure out how things are going in the relationships and you'll have the good conversations and the good times and the good memories, but they're exercising their options, right? And so um, are we going to really make it seem like I don't value marriage and there's something wrong with me? No, 
You know, are we going to continue to bash women and say because they have children and made the mistakes and when they're young, you mean to tell me that that person can't find love, you know, and still doesn't want companionship? No. So I think that you're part of this journey, right? Because there's layers to it. If you were to condense this whole path and journey, I think when I think about the life lessons that you need to learn as a woman, when when you sign up for your assignment, I'm going to tell you, you, when you showed up at those pearly gates and you're like, what, what assignment do you want? You're like, I want to experience what it means to love myself. You automatically went into the line for women. And I strongly believe that. I, I had talked about this a while back, right? Um, we have our natal charts and our soul blueprints and that type of a thing. But if I were to consolidate one of the life lessons that you choose to come here and learn as a divine feminine, as a woman, is your life path is to learn to love yourself. And so that means that you're going to have to learn to listen to your inner self and learn how to manage the outside voices and learn that sometimes people are saying things to hurt you intentionally or to pass their judgments on you and to, you know, get you out of your ego, right? So what does that look like for me? Like for me, I already said I'm not... I'm in a place where I'm happy focusing on my pentacles, right? I talked a little bit about ordering the steak. I feel like I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, okay, I will happily receive a divine masculine who's mission-oriented, has values, is going to respect me, and I'm going to give him time to, to really show for who he is, Right? And, and so in the process of it, you know, we go on the dates, I get to dress up and we work on projects together and we make differences in the, in, in the lives of people for youth. And then six months or nine months down the road, I start to, to see some things like you already know, like if I start to sense that you don't, that you're going to mistreat me as a woman, like at that point. Am I going to make a value judgment and say, well, there's something wrong with me? Um, You know, um, I don't value marriage um, or anything toxic along those lines. No. And so then I can choose to say, man, another failed um, relationship. Maybe I didn't vet him right and start to beat myself up. Or I can make sure that every time I'm going out, I'm taking that person for exactly the moment that they're in, if they want to continue to um, show up as a good person, then we take it for what it is. But if he, you know, starts to reveal his true colors and I end up being disappointed, at the end of the day, did I choose to be happy? Did I still choose to you know, take care of myself, to pamper myself, to enjoy um, what life has to offer. And am I going to take away from, you know, when I'm sitting there talking with him, I'm going to have a chance to talk to other people and build other relationships and, and enjoy those special memories, right? So it's like, 
I'm choosing that regardless of if there's a Mr. Divine Masculine in my life or Mr. Divine Musings, you know, or not, at the end of the day, I chose to come here to figure out what it means to love myself. Um, I think for Divine Masculines, their soul journey is to learn how to have a life of purpose. I can tell you that one of the things that Divine Masculines struggle with that I've been noticing is sometimes they can feel that um, people are just using them for for what they can provide. Um, but that's something they need to figure out on their own. Um I've noticed that from the outside looking in and it and it made me pay attention more to how I treat my dad. Um you know, um, but I do think that men should be providers and protectors, but they have to figure out <laughs> the billion dollar question, which is who's gonna love you for you, right? Um, but back to the women, I think that at the end of the day, right, can life knock you down um, and make you second guess yourself in the love department? Yes, but let's choose to always be happy. Let's choose to always show up for ourselves. Let's choose to always live in the moment where we're happy so that um, we're not having to be validated on if we're a woman or a good woman or if there's there's something wrong with us because of the presence of a man in our life or not you know and and that means that we have to choose to be happy with all of the moving pieces in our life right not necessarily settle but to 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 be you know we're talking a little bit about locus of control so, like I said, locus of control, I can pamper myself, take care of myself, make the wise investment tools, and travel and enjoy the companionship because companionship I'm learning comes in so many ways, shapes, and forms. And I can't wait to start getting back out there again and having conversations with people. I really enjoy one on one conversations with people and thought provoking intellectual conversations, right? And sometimes it's superficial stuff. Like I, I enjoy hearing stories about people and that type of thing, right? But um but the moving parts are maybe I'll meet someone who is, you know, wanting to get married and values it and and maybe I'll meet someone who is presenting a certain way and then the layers may fall and end up being disappointed. Um, but the choice is for me to always choose to be happy, right? And and paying attention to what voices I'm going to hear from different people, right? And learning how to balance how to do just enough um, self-care to continue to be emotionally intelligent and learn the lessons without beating myself up in the process, right? And learning to to better understand, okay, is that person coming from a place of ego? Um, are they coming from a level of toxicity? Um, or is this, can I learn something a little bit better? Now, with that being said, 
um, I had made a statement in my last podcast where I was saying, well, I'm going to share my experiences, you know, dealing with more masculines moving forward because I want to encourage my young women to not give up on love. But the, the thing is, I was like, wait a minute, I need to correct that because there's women that are my age. And I, I actually have women that are up to the age of, I think, was it 65 65 plus that are part of my audience. Does that mean, you know, am I, here I am, I may have made a triggering statement, kind of making it seem like, well, once we're older, we give up on love. We're not worth marrying, right? Um, And so it's like, wait, 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 wait. You can find love as a young person, as an old person. I think the value judgments are different, right? When you're young, to me, and this, and I probably should define it, like to me, marriage is with the idea of legacy and generational wealth. And so that's where you get married and you have the children. And and um, <clears throat> I'm not necessarily talking about 50-50 building as much as I mean that, you know, you stay home, you take care of the kids if you want to. Some people, some women really do enjoy like being a medical nurse or lawyer. I have no problem with that. I, you know, do what makes you happy, right? Um, and he's a provider and he can... Uh, protect and provide and be a husband and a father figure in the family. Now, so that's one nuance I wanted to also address. The reason I'm saying that at this point, I wouldn't necessarily value marriage, but I do believe that marriage is an institution for younger women who want to get married and have the children by all means. But to me, um, at this point, I'm not, we're not having children right? So there's no point of me marrying you. And and who knows, I it's going to be funny when I have another podcast and I, I will have figured out what all is going in my mind space. It's kind of sometimes it could feel like yarn. But at this age, at this point, I'm, I don't plan on having children. So what's the point of me have, getting married to you? So then now it starts to tie down to... um you know, companionship. You guys, I'm really finicky. Like I already told you guys, I'm, I'm OCD about things. It's a surprise that I've even dated the way that I have. Like I, sometimes I'll fuss and say like I grew up sheltered, but the truth of the matter is I'm really finicky, right? I've only dated four guys. So I'm not saying that I haven't talked to a lot of guys, but I've only dated four guys. So I'm really picky. Like, so the idea that this person can have worms. And if you start to tell me like, there's one guy that's in my circle. I like how his mind works and I know he likes me, but there's no way in hell I would even take it a step further. Cause he told us about the time he dated a midget. So, and I already told you guys, like I have mental hangups, like one of the many reasons why I can never get with anybody who ever cheated on me is because I'm going to always picture that other person kissing you and being intimate with you. And it's just, it's a mental block for me. Right. But, um, kind of lost track of what I was, where I was going with this, but all of that to say, just dealing with the nuances. Where was I going with that? That was kind of, I don't know, kind of grossed myself out in the whole process there. But um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to choose to be happy. Um, 
And that means that I have to pay attention to the voices. And, and I think that what's a little bit disconcerting is, um, I can see that I'm, I'm better equipped to deal with those value judgments, but I remember being younger and being told that, you know, time is ticking, that maybe there's something wrong with you. Maybe you're too career oriented. Maybe you're too masculine. Maybe you're too angry and aggressive. Maybe if you were a different phenotype, you know, this is why we fly to Columbia type of a thing. Like I told you, I have a brother who doesn't like black women. I remember one of the last times I was in the car with him, he made it his whole endeavor to tell me, and I've had coworkers tell me this, like I've had black men that I used to work with, like the traumas are there. Like I remember some of these days, I actually could cry thinking about it right now, all in a culmination, but I remember one time I was in a car and it was just out of nowhere and it was other white people in the car. And he made it a point to tell me that black women are this, that, and the third. And I remember just sitting there and going home and realizing like, because he was saying like black women don't even cook and they're loud and they're obnoxious. And I remember like in the moment, cause I'm, I'm really shy. Like I'm really shy, you guys. And I do cry easily. Like you know, <laughs> if you believe it or not, my Mars is Leo. Like I'm the type of person uh, I cry easily. So it just really hurt my feelings. But I remember thinking, I'm like, that's not true. My mom cooks all meals for my, she's um, been a stay-at-home mom, cooked my meals. She always made sure my dad had something to eat. And it was to the point when she would like, sometimes she would go when we were older, like most of, we had all graduated from high school, but, um, when she would go spend the weekend with her friends, she would cook the, all the meals that he needed and make sure that, um, she would call me to make sure that, he was eating every day. Like she would be on me, like, make sure I left the stuff in the fridge for him, heat it up for him, that type of thing. So for him to say that all black women are like that, and I wasn't even raised like that, but he's superimposing on me. It's like, I had to deal with those conversations. I remember going through those, those type of things when I was in as early as elementary school. And I remember like one guy, CJ, he was an asshole, but, um, I was in many ways the only black girl in in some of the grades. And sometimes um, when we would, you know, have all the grades out, then it would be like a couple of us in other grades and stuff like that. But he would come and just make it a point that in high school, you know, like sophomore year in high school, to tell the Latina girl in front of me that he doesn't like black girls, this, that, and the third. And it's like, I didn't even deserve that. You know, I did not deserve to have that. Type, type of reason for me. And like I said, I grew up like super shy, right? And so, but I think what I was trying to say is, you know, for the younger women, it's like, I want you to understand that you're going to have to learn to block out the noise. And at the end of the day, you're going to have the relationships and you might have a child and you might try the marriage and they might make a you know, divorce you and it may not work out, but that doesn't mean that you're not a good person. It doesn't mean that you're a beautiful soul and it doesn't end at the end of the day, choose to show up for yourself and be happy every day so that at the end of the day, you know, when you're 
when you're older woman like myself, you can still have said at the end of the day, I was happy at the end of the day, I pampered myself at the end of the day, I nurtured my soul and I made sure to keep myself in a, in a place where I understand how beautiful I am and you're going to love me for my quirkiness. And sometimes when I was talking about my ex where, you know, he wrote me back and, and the tragedy is you recognize that you were a beautiful person all along, but when your paths crossed, they just didn't recognize it and they didn't understand it, you know? But I was always a beautiful person. I was always a loving person, right? And the sad part is I wish I had been kinder to myself. And he was able to recognize it after the relationship ended, you know. But I wish I had been just as kind to myself and just as loving to myself. I hope that kind of makes sense, right? So I really hope that you can take away that the message, regardless, if I could, as a Mr. Divine, uh, Divine, musings of a divine masculine or, you know, get to know people, and then it doesn't work. I, my goal is I'm still going to be happy. And I hope that that's what you also choose to always love yourself, to show up for yourself, show up for your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, continue to be so in love with yourself. And if they don't love you for the quirky, funny person, the loving soul that you are, it's their loss. Okay. So just wanted to really drive that point home. All right. So I'm going to sign off here. I am your Oracle until the next podcast. Peace.